Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners. New full-length episodes released every Thursday, but here's a quick caffeine cast. Hi, I'm Frank Flegg, founder of Ethical Property Partners. What you're about to hear is actually audio from one of my YouTube videos, as well as the weekly deep dive podcast that's released every Thursday and the quick caffeine cast in between. There's also loads of content over on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to our channel, but you want to see even more tips and advice for your sophisticated property investing, just search YouTube for Ethical Property Partners. See you over there. So I talk a lot about diversification, diversifying your portfolio in terms of the type of tenants you have, in terms of the types of properties you have, how you finance those properties, how you own those properties. And that's what I want to talk about today. Too many people, in my opinion, are looking for the silver bullet, the perfect strategy that's going to make you the millions, that's going to quadruple your portfolio in the next 12 months, that's going to just solve all of your problems. But the problem with that level of focus, that level of specification, is comes with it quite high risks. Now, if I ask most novice property investors, you know, people that have done a little bit of reading, maybe bought one, two, five properties, how should you own your properties? Most of those investors would say to me, oh, in a company. It's far better to own them in a company. And on balance, yes, it is, currently. And that's the key thing. Currently, the tax environment is such in the UK that it's better to own properties in a limited company. Now, I know a lot of people that because of mortgage rate relief have gone to a lot of effort to move their personally held property portfolios into limited liability partnerships and then they're going to incorporate the partnerships into limited companies. In and of itself creates loads of issues and I'll cover that in another YouTube episode. But if you do that and put all your properties into limited companies, some people are doing that all into one limited company, you open yourself up to a whole new load of risk. Now, most people, as I say, are buying properties into limited companies now because they think that's the safe way of doing it. Yes, you are limiting your liability by definition, limited company. You are avoiding mortgage rate relief. So it would seem great, wouldn't it? But what no one's talking about is what the government might change, what taxes the government might change. So there's a tax called annual tax on enveloped dwellings, A-T-E-D. Now, you won't see people talking about that on the forums. You won't see people talking about that in terms of tax advice, because at the moment, there's an exemption. And if you look, there's an exemption for commercially let properties, i.e. buy to let. So you can have a property that's held in a company that's liable for, so 500,000 pound property, this is where it kicks in. So anything below 500K in value currently is exempt. But bear with me because lots of people are putting lots of properties into single companies because the red tape is less, there's less um, accountancy fees to pay, etc. So that could change. So the 500,000 pound threshold could be brought down to 100,000 pound. That would catch a lot of single buy-to-let properties within this tax. Do you know what the minimum payment is on the ATED tax? 3,600 pounds per annum. Now, loads of properties don't even make that much 
profit per annum. So you hit them with that tax and they become loss making instantly. Now the one exemption that I mentioned earlier is for properties that are let on a commercial basis. So buy to let, so all buy to lets are exempt. So you can have 20, 30, 50 properties in a SPV. They could be worth millions of pounds. And by the way, that 3,600 pound tax goes up, it's in tiers. So it can go all the way up to a lot of money a year, but it's currently exempt. But what happens if the government changes that one little exemption, just takes it away and says, actually, we're only gonna apply it to properties that are let to businesses or properties that are let to charities, or in fact, we're just gonna charge it on all enveloped properties. So all properties that are held by limited companies. That would decimate the buy-to-let market. There would be people selling buy-to-let properties left, right, and center because there'd be no way around it. <laughs> Everyone would be trying to take their properties out of limited companies and putting them back in their personal names, which would incur stamp duty, it would incur legals, it would require refinancing. And you, th you think to yourself, you think, yeah, but the government wouldn't do that. No chance, no one's talking about it. You know, Frank must be a bit crazy. I'm not crazy, I just expect the unexpected. And I structure my business in such a way that I don't care, maybe that's too strong, too flippant a word to use, but I really don't care whether the government changed this rule or this rule or this rule because I'm not overexposed. I haven't specialized to the extent that I'm reliant on the rules staying the same. If a rule changes over here, I just do more of this. If a rule changes over here, then I can capitalize on that rule change and buy more of this or this or this. So I'm flexible enough I'm diversified enough that I really don't care, but are you? And as you build your portfolio, are you going for the next shiny object? Are you following this guru or this guru and doing this strategy to the exclusion of all others? Because that is the danger. The danger is you find something that works and you repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And the number of times that you hear or you read Find this strategy, do this strategy, and then rinse and repeat. But rinse and repeat isn't necessarily a good thing. It's a leveraged thing, it's an efficient thing, it's a way of doing lots of something, and all of that sounds good, doesn't it? But it's a lazy way of doing things because the environment is not fixed. The environment is constantly changing. How many people predicted that the government would bring in a 3% surcharge on stamp duty for all buy-to-let property? No one, I didn't read that anywhere. It wasn't in any newspaper papers, I didn't hear any gurus talking about it, I didn't hear any seminars on it, my accounts team didn't advise me on it, I heard that nowhere and then bang it was in. And so the government do want to get landlords selling properties, they want to help people to get back onto the housing ladder, this would be a great way of them doing it. Now I'm not predicting that ATEDs will suddenly change. They've been around for a fair amount of time. They are pretty stable, but so has stamp duty been. Stamp duty used to go up by a few grand. The thresholds all used to go up by a few grand every year. That was what happened. And then there was a game changer that came along. Black Swan event that really, really changed the landscape. Another black swan event that changed the landscape was mortgage rate relief. And some of the, the big investors, some of the big franchise owners, property franchise owners got involved in that. There was a whole syndicate that got together and pulled some money and employed uh, Sherry Blair QC to argue the case that this was an unfair tax on business owners, that no other business got taxed based on their turnover. There is no other business, by the way, that gets taxed on turnover other than buy-to-let landlords in the UK. 
but that just goes to show there's no point us going oh it's not fair i don't care how fair or unfair it is they make the rules our job is to play the game as efficiently as we can within those rules as profitably as we possibly can within those rules and that's what i want to encourage you to do guys i want to encourage you to think about your portfolio if interest rates go up are you safe if a new tax comes in are you secure if income goes down because heaven forbid rent control comes in all of these things are possible are you still rock solid is your loan to value low enough are you diversified in how you've purchased your properties in terms of lending in terms of corporate ownership and entities that own them have you got other properties in other people's names using deeds of trust by the way deeds of trust need to be registered 1st of September 2022 you have to register every single trust every single property that you have in trust loads of people don't know that loads of people are gonna fall foul of that but once the government finds out about all of these properties that are in trust are they gonna start taxing those perhaps it makes you a lot less flexible later on when you're selling properties or you're moving properties from one entity to another you've had to then declare them years earlier and tell HMRC who the equitable owners are so it's really important as you build your portfolio to be thinking strategically to be paying attention to the whole landscape the whole environment it's not enough to just go find a property buy it and make a profit and then rinse and repeat that isn't how you win this game that's how you feel like you're winning the game that's how you feel like you're making progress but that's also how you can build a really tall tower on a shaky foundation and that's risky so if you want long-term wealth if you want generational wealth if you don't want to risk the whole thing falling over and having to start again now don't get me wrong if you're 25 and you're wanting to build assets quickly if you want to build your net worth quickly one strategy and rinse and repeat loads of times might be a great way of doing that robert kiyosaki says go bankrupt before you're 30 because you've got plenty of time to remake your wealth but if you're not 25 if you're 35 45 55 and you don't fancy losing it all and starting again i'm 40 i wouldn't want to start again i could start again i'd have to get myself in the headspace i'd have to <laughs> re-energize myself adjust to that some of my friends i've known have lost oh hundreds of thousands of pounds of income a month from their business environment changing I'm not talking about property here, I'm talking about other business environments and have had to start again. It takes a certain mental strength. But if you're not up for that, well, don't build a shaky, narrow, specialised tower. Build a diverse portfolio that's stable, that can weather the storms, that can adapt, that can cope with a very changeable environment. And we've had a changeable environment, the pandemic. But now we're gonna have a recession more than likely. We're also gonna possibly have tax changes, potentially a change of government. All of these factors are going to affect the environment in which we invest. And unless you're willing to sit down and study these on a daily basis, that's what I do, <laughs> I'm a bit sad like that. <laughs> unless you're willing to do that for yourself, then you need to tap into support from someone who's gonna do that for you. And that's what we do at EPP. That's why 
we have country owners supporting our franchisees on the ground day in day out so that I can spend time strategically looking at this environment and feeding that into our partners so that they can focus on the doing and we can support them on the strategy we can support them on how to build safe portfolio that aren't on shaky foundations guys if you do want to tap in to that strategic input from my team and I do get in touch with us it's a really transparent system that we run for introducing people to the partnership you can come on a one-day seminar and we'll teach you about some of our most exciting strategies if you like that you can come on a four-month trial and come and be a franchisee for four months and see if it's really you if you feel at home if you want to be part of the EPP family and then if you like that and we like you, we'll invite you to become a partner and you can become one of the family for your journey over the next five years and we'll help you to build an amazing asset base that's safe, that's stable, that's gonna be there for your kids and your grandkids. I'm in Menorca at the moment, I'm always looking at property. I'm looking at the beachfront property, I'm looking at the land and the interior of the island and looking at the prices and the, the economics in the Spanish economy at the moment. It's a, it's a lifestyle, isn't it? It's a passion. You either want to study the economics, you want to study pounds, euros per square meter. You want to study where the water supplies are going next, etc. or you don't. You just want to get some assets under your belt. And it doesn't matter which it is for you. If you want us to do that hard thinking for you, if you want us to be advising you on what's coming around the corner next, on how to adapt. We run daily webinars at EPP to support you. And in the pandemic, when things were changing day by day, when people were saying, you can't buy any houses, we were actually reading the legislation as it was coming out. You know, before BBC had reported on it, we were reading the legislation saying, no, you can buy houses. We were checking them that with our lawyers to make sure that our leaflet distribution companies could still deliver leaflets. They were taking copies of the legislation, screenshots that we'd highlighted out with them because the police were telling them they couldn't deliver leaflets when in fact they actually legally could. It's fascinating. And I find, you probably tell, I find this really enjoyable. I find it really exciting to play. I guess it's like Ronaldo. He enjoys playing football as well as he possibly can. I enjoy investing as well as I possibly can. I wouldn't enjoy it nearly as much if all, all that learning I did was just for my benefit. I enjoy the fact that I do some learning and then I can distribute it to all of our partners in minutes. I run a, a weekly webinar, one to one, not quite one to one, but one, me, to all of my partners where we do a Q&A every single week. That's me on there saying, guys, this is what you need to be focusing on this week. Watch this coming. When this happens, this is what you need to do. And that's what I get from my mentors, from my mastermind groups. So if you're not tapped into the collective IQ, if you're paddling your own canoe, hey, what a metaphor for sat on the poolside. If you're paddling your own canoe and you're having to do all of your own strategic thinking, all of your own learning, all of your own doing in your business, and you're doing that on your own, that's gonna be hard you're not going to be making the progress that you're capable of because when there is more than one person on the same journey and resources are pulled and you collaborate there's synergy and synergy is when the two parts come together the whole makes more than the sum of the parts and that's where I've made the best deals in my life the best deals I've done have been collaborations have been joint ventures and that's why I joint venture with so many of my partners loads and loads of my franchisees I've, I have partnered with 
in one form or another. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Hopefully I've got you to think about your own future, your own investor, and hopefully, if you're interested, you'll get in touch with us and we can help you with your journey. That was audio taken from our YouTube channel. For more sophisticated property investing tactics, just search YouTube for Ethical Property Partners and listen out for our full-length podcast, released every Thursday.